0: Thanks for checking out the podcast today. Adam Hawking and Ben Sherman are going to be with you. We're going to talk Giants versus Bears. Should Eli Manning be traded? Baseball talk. Ben's got a bee in his bonnet. We're going to hit the mailbag so we can answer some questions from our loyal viewers. We're going to play Who's the Nerd? And we're going to talk a little Christian Ponder, Matt Castle controversy. All that and more coming up on the podcast. Hey how's it going didn't see you come in there welcome to the podcast the day in sports tdis underscore humblebrag on twitter you can find us on facebook we're all over the place ben sherman here with the debonair adam Hawking, fresh, fresh out of the barber's chair got my ears lower yeah they're low they're they're looking low i go to Schmidt's barbershop schmidtie's it's always uh i always it's a very biking centric place i thought but the guy that cuts my hair usually is a, is a packer fan yeah so we kind of commiserate about being in foreign territories. Yeah. Well, anybody expatriates. named... patriots Anybody named Schmitty probably belongs somewhere in Wisconsin anyways. Yeah, well, Schmitty himself, the owner, I believe, is a Minnesota guy. But I'm not sure. I can't confirm that. Yeah, but the guy that cuts my hair is like my age and he likes Packers. There's a theory. So, you know, a little insight there for everyone that was interested in my personal grooming habits. Yeah, they. Are. well, I think everybody is, but before yeah. we delve too deeply into that... Uh, did you watch any football last night? A little bit. Yeah, I got your text message. Yeah, I was, I was. I had to just rub it in just a little bit from your home theater. That looked lovely. Yeah, a home away from home. Or house sitting for some
1: some relatives. Yeah,
0: it's been nice. Looked like your feet were up. And, They're up. Yeah. Although they have like these nice leather like theater chairs, and half of them are like broken, oh. like they don't recline or something's wrong. But the other half work, so that's fine. Can I reserve one that works? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I'll, you're going to be the only other person there. Okay. Can, Alicia just has to sit on the floor. She's got to work. She yeah. won't be there. Okay. Good. She's just going to be us. Good. good. Yeah. Good. So anyways, uh, Bears-Giants last night. Eli That's sucks. Sick. Gross. Yeah. I don't know what his deal is. Like it, I don't know if it's a confidence thing or if he's distracted, but this is literally... He's had bad spurts before where he'll throw four picks in a game or whatever. But this has literally been, I think, the worst stretch of quarterbacking we've seen in 10 years. Yeah, nine touchdowns, 15 interceptions, a 64 quarterback rating. And I did a little research um, looking at guys that were in his draft class. So it's Eli's 10th season, along with Big Ben and Phillip Rivers. And all three of those guys really kind of started or played a lot from day one. So their numbers should be pretty similar. Over their career, Eli Manning, 159 interceptions. That seems high. Big Ben, 113, so about 40 less. Mm-hmm. Phillip Rivers, 98, so wow. 61 less interceptions. Eli has always thrown the ball to the other jersey, and his career quarterback rating is under 82. I mean, he's just not. I know he's got two rings on his finger, but so do other the other 53 guys from those two teams. And I, I don't know. I. I think he's so overrated. I just can't. I can't stand it. I think Eli's more. When I think of him, I put him more in line with Archie as far as like the way he plays or his quarterbacking skills. He kind of flies by the seat of his pants a little bit more, and I don't know what it is about that style of play, but it's just it, it's nothing like Peyton, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think either Eli or Peyton. Are the two most talented quarterbacks in the league? No. Uh, Certainly both have good and accurate arms. Well, Eli, maybe not the accuracy. But Mm -hmm. uh, I think what separates Peyton and the reason he's great uh, is his preparation. Yeah. And you don't see that from Eli. You don't see uh, the reads, the adjustments at the line, the, the completion percentage. He just seems to be out there slinging it. Maybe he's gonna rest on his laurels until Peyton wins another one. So then, then he has to he'll have to get his stuff together. Yeah, he can still do the thing at the Thanksgiving table where he throws two rings on the table and yeah. he's like, Peyton, I didn't even really try that hard. Yeah. You know? <laughs> what was it like that? That family dynamic is so odd. Uh, they interview the other two brothers about Eli, and you know they do all these commercials and stuff, and they're like, well, you know, the commercial pe- people pitch something. Well, let's have you guys all playing a game, and then Eli wins, and they're like, no. Eli never wins. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eli is, even though he never wins, he's kind of winning in life. He's he like, he's total younger brother. Yeah, no, doesn't and believe me, I'm the youngest. I know. Yeah, doesn't work that hard. Kind of falls ass backwards into stuff. His dad and his older brother kind of paved the way for him, and it's got kind of to piss Peyton off that he's probably putting in fifty percent more work than Eli, and he's got fifty percent of the Super Bowl. Yeah, rings. and he's only got fifty percent of the Super Bowl rings. <laughs> yeah. Um, as, as an older brother, I can empathize with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, enough on the Giants. Let's talk about a team that's actually might be pretty good, the Bears. Thoughts on the Bears? I don't know. I mean, what what do you really take? I mean, they they eked yeah. one out against a terrible Giants team. Because up until, what, three or four minutes left in the game, New York still had a chance to win or yeah. go up. Yeah. I mean, Bears' defense looked good, but what does that mean against a, a guy that Throws the ball directly to your safeties or your cornerbacks, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, and the Bears, it almost seems like, you know, the defense is kind of up and down, but it almost seems like personnel-wise, offense is almost now their strength. Mm -hmm. Because you've got Alshon Jeffrey, you've got Martellus Bennett, uh, obviously Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte, and then an improving offensive line, but I don't, I still don't think Cutler gets enough out of those guys for the talent that he has. I mean, you can't. Cause you can't single team Marshall. You really can't single team Jeffrey. Bennett is kind of an athletic mismatch. So, I don't know. I just wish Cutler was doing more with, well, I don't wish he was doing more, but I think he should be doing more with, with what he has there. Um, but the Bears four and two. I don't know. Those Thursday night games are weird. Yeah. And it's tough. It's a short week. You yeah. Know? You get a victory and you move on. I don't know. The Giants are pretty hapless at 0 and six. I don't, my, my big question, I guess, for the Bears is, I want to see them, or when are they going to get, like, a, a quality win against a good team? They, you know, most of the wins that they've gotten at this point have kind of been against struggling teams, let's say, they've beaten, they beat the Lions, or did the Lions beat them? Mm, can we get that? Lions beat them, With right? The Bears schedule. Yeah. Well, I mean, they beat the Vikings, the Saints went in there and handed them a pretty It wasn't as close as the score yeah, sounds. it was a game. substantial loss at home, I mean... I, just don't, I haven't seen them beat anybody of note at all for me to look at them and be like, hey, they might make the playoffs. I mean, I just don't even think they're the best team in their own division. Yeah, I agree. I think the Packers are probably the best team simply because they've got Aaron Rodgers and he's a lot better than Jake Cutler. Yeah. Um, but I really do think kind of looking at the way Mark Trestman has utilized the talent, again, Matt Forte last night, 19, 19 carries. I think he's getting him the ball. Uh, where he needs to get it. He's taking chances down the field with their two receivers outside. Um, So I think think people have been too high on the Bears in, in past years just because their defense for the first half has like 3 million interceptions, and it's like, okay, a lot of that's bounces and luck. But I think this year there's actually something substantive there, and it's an improved offensive line, better weapons, and a better plan on offense. Now I'm just not sure if they're getting as much help from the defense. Well, Mark Trestman's big thing is um, developing quarterbacks and trying to work on Jay Cutler's mechanics. Because I think in Trestman's mind, that's where some of the kind of, I don't want to say like troublesome, but the more inconsistent play from Cutler comes from mechanical problems, I guess, or whatever. Um, But still, I mean, who am I to knock them for where they are? How many games they lost? Two? Yeah, they're four and two. So... I can't really knock them for that. But I just don't think that they're going to be around in the postseason. So you don't think they make it? No. Okay. Okay. Well, one last topic. Okay. Giants are 0-6. Yeah. We I know we got into them. We're not going to talk about how crappy they are. Maybe we will again. Um, but should they trade Eli Manning, given that it's an aging roster, they don't have a whole lot on the offensive line, the defense is obviously... 27 points was their best defensive output this year, giving up 27 points. Right. Uh, so should they trade Eli Manning? Is this a consideration? You know, I guess the way I would look at it, one, even no matter how bad this season gets, even if it, you know, unless you're really barking on the uh, the 0-16 kind of mark, I, I would keep him around and leave it up to him. If he wants to go somewhere else, if he feels like, you know, the future of this team is in going to be in a rebuilding kind of a mode then you know leave it up to him if he wants to go let him go but i i, I wouldn't necessarily trade him i mean do you know what his con- how many years are left in his contract i'm not sure about that the one thing i would say is i think that eli feels like he's a lot better than he is so i yeah. think if you give him the option he'll say as long as i'm here we're not rebuilding you right know, we might be 0 and six but you know we can fix this and so I personally would. I I think that trading Eli right now is like selling Enron right before it tanked. Because I think there's a lot of fake value there. Um, And I was just looking at teams that that would take a look at him. Um, And and I think because he's overvalued and he's got the two rings and his last name is Manning, a lot of teams would pony up at least a first-round pick for him. He's he's 32. Mm -hmm. So obviously Jacksonville, uh, maybe the Vikings. Maybe. Um, I actually think he fit really good. I I always pick the Vikings because I think they're a really good spot that just needs a quarterback. Right. Uh, the Browns, I wonder if the Texans might consider it, uh, the Cardinals, the Rams, Buccaneers, and maybe even the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you would want to go to any of those places, but in our theoretical world here, if you could get a first-round pick from one of these teams, that none of which are doing very well, right, you might be able to get a high quarterback, and with your own pick, go get Ja'Davian Clowney. So you've got that influx to your pass rush and then maybe you've got your future franchise quarterback. Because Eli Manning, thirty two, is not a sprint chicken, he's not old. Right. But what does he have? Well, yeah. Three, four years left. At at best, you know, five five at the most. Um yeah. I think it's a fair trade if if um uh, like I said to Eric, I think Minnesota should trade Christian Ponder for Eli just straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up, yeah. straight cash, homie. Yeah, maybe at, just ten thousand dollars in a satchel. At this point, yeah, just mail it to Tom Coughlin. Free, free McDonald's coupon or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. At this point, so Tom Coughlin can drink Diet Coke by himself. Do you think Tom Coughlin's going to be around? No, they're they're going to give him, I think, an, uh, the opportunity to retire at the end of this year. Yeah, I think. But that that's the other thing is the Giants are terrible. They they don't have the personnel. I think Coughlin's probably going to be out. So Eli's sitting there. Looking at what? Maybe maybe he would be open to it. Uh, you know, he just saw how Peyton, his brother, made a nice transition. And, and the Giants' point differential this year, they're minus 106 on that's, the year. They're losing by 17.6 points a game. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's if you're into in that type of stuff. Well, maybe, maybe they're just fooling us all with trickery, and they're going to get the first overall pick in the draft and steal someone and go win a Super Bowl next year. God, I hope that. That's, that's probably it. It's got to be it, right? So I don't know. I I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world to at least kind of float it out there and and see what you might get back for. Yeah, I, I guess from an organizational standpoint, you might as well. It's time to rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Well, Giants Bears covered it. Eli, I think maybe time to look at moving him. Where do you want to? Where do you want us to head next here? I think Ben is a little perturbed right now. I gotta, oh! I, gotta, I, gotta, I, I keep getting bees. It's bee season. Ben. Sherman has a bee in his bonnet, and but, if you've been listening, you know that I like a perturbed Ben Sherman. I like my Jesus wearing a tuxedo sure. Yeah, yeah, I like an angry Ben. What's got your, uh, uh, feathers ruffled, Ben? Well, first of all, it is bee season. Yeah. Bees everywhere. I found one in my laptop today. They're everywhere. He crawled out and died. Those it was weird. Bastards. Yeah. They're all over the place. I don't know. I don't it's like him to be good. scary. Like. No, um, okay, so, uh, Minnesota Lynx... Getting their second WNBA championship, second in three years, and have gone to the WNBA finals all of the last three years. Uh, But, I mean, it's been a growing problem outside of just women's sports, I think, with like uh, ESPN and national sports media kind of just focusing on the stories that they think their biggest markets care about, as opposed to, you know, trying to provide good, broad coverage. I used to really enjoy watching Sports Center for like a couple hours because they give you some really kind of obscure things. Like, you you know, they dig up stuff that you didn't have time to find. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, we're going to show you highlights of the Heat eight times in a row and then talk a little bit about the Dallas Cowboys and then uh, we'll call it a day. Cap it off with some Yankees and Lakers. Yeah. And it's like hockey. You get no hockey, really. I mean, every once in a while they'll throw a game in there something that's just too big to ignore, but... Anyway, so the Lynx win the national championship, and not a breath of it on Sports. I mean, I watched SportsCenter for two hours and didn't see anything. Yeah, and, and besides, obviously, the the Adrian Peterson story deserves coverage. Yeah, um, we don't know the details of that, so we're not going to get into that too yeah. much. Um, but a lot of non- but other than that, yeah, I mean, how many times can we debate Rob you know, Gronkowski may or may not play? Yeah, which has been a story for. Three months. Oh, God, it's just, it's gotten really, I mean, I think. Maybe clowny. I don't know. I don't know if it's their business model and just um, pursuing the highest ratings they can get out of those large markets or what the deal is. But it's just like, I'm getting to the point where, I mean, I'll watch it for like 10 minutes in the morning and I don't really care to see anything more. Yeah. Because it's all, you know, for people in the middle of the country, you don't really get the sports that you want to see. You get all the stuff that people in New York and L.A. and Texas and elsewhere want to see, you know, it's all Eastern Seaboard stuff, and even important stories like that, like a, a national championship for a professional sports team, uh, are less important apparently than them telling us Rob Gronkowski may or may not play, maybe, or not, or Nary maybe. Nary, a word was spoken. Nary. About the Lakes. Yeah. And, yeah, I think, and especially WNBA, you can tell uh, in a lot of commercials that they'll try to market it, but mm-hmm. they won't ever put it on in a primetime slot. Yeah. They won't mention it in the highlights. So it's like you've got Maya Moore, yeah. you've got uh, Brittany Griner, you've got these these kind of magnetic personalities um, that they could build the sport around. And, and the model is right there with the NBA. Mm-hmm. King James, Black Mamba, this is what you did. You built it around superstars. Yep. I don't feel like they're giving the WNBA... Any sort of fighting chance. Well, and the funny thing is, is they carried games one and two on ESPN. Hello, but they didn't cover. But, it but you can't. But SportsCenter. I mean, I don't know what that's turning into. I don't like it. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't get it. You carried it on on your brand. You you put it on your station. It's on your brand. Uh, you thought it was important enough for people to see it that you blocked out three hours of programming for it. But you can't do a five-minute story, a two-minute story, a one-minute story. Yeah. On the outcome of these games, I just don't get it. It's stupid. It gives me bees. Multiple bees. Several bees. Several bees. Yeah. In yeah, and these are like angry hornet bees. Did you shake them out? Are they out now? I uh, yeah mostly. Do you feel a little bit better? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right, we're gonna we're gonna rest Ben up. He needs to get some. I need uh, to put some ointment on my stings. Yeah, maybe some maybe some treatment there. <laughs> Maybe get a nice balm. Bee treatment. Yeah. yeah. Bert's bees. Boom. Maybe you can get some of that. I don't think that's what it's for. Apply it liberally. <laughs> but after we do that, Ben will rest up. We're going to come back on the other side. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to get into the mailbag. Some Christian Ponder talk, which is always fun. And we're going to decide who's the nerd. Who is the nerd? Coming up on the podcast. Back into the podcast, tdis underscore humble brag on Twitter. Twitter, I'm still I'm still wrapping my head around Twitter. Yeah, got to get my tweets. It's fun. I got to get my tweets in line. Here's what you got to use it for. It's it's information. It's a great news source, especially when something is breaking, Right. or if you've got like say the NFL draft going on. When there's nothing going on, Twitter is just a space for people to scream at each other behind their keyboards and say just the meanest things imaginable, and that's when Twitter really sucks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I get my news there. I mean, a lot of times, you know, I follow, like, beat reporters for my favorite teams and things like that. You'll get news conferences or breaking stories out of markets that, that maybe you get an hour, hour and a half before, you know, the major outlets report it. So, get on Twitter. So Twitter. Do a little, do a little perusing. So tweet. Yeah. So get your tweets in line. Get your Twitter game locked down. Um, we're gonna get into the mailbag in just a tick here, but we're gonna talk first, we talked about this earlier uh, in previous podcasts, but Christian Ponder cleared to play, but as I predicted, and as I thought, Matt Castle is going to get the start. Now, is this a one game, sort of, is this a precautionary measure to keep Ponder healthy? Is this a hedging your bets if Castle plays well, we're going to keep going with him? Or does this mean Ponder's just out? I think it means like two out of three of those things, Okay, the, the two, the last two. Okay. Um, I think at this, I don't know what the I don't know if it's a coaching staff thing or like a, a front office thing, but the Vikings are like keeping this very cloak and dagger yeah. approach. But apparently, apparently Christian was cleared to play. He had a meeting with the coaching staff in which he indicated he was informed of the plan for Sunday. He didn't say what that plan was, but apparently those uh, media folks that were in the room and talking to him. Picked up on some body language things that they... He wasn't real good at hiding his feelings, I guess. Saying how disappointed he was, but that he wasn't going to wasn't gonna spill the beans. Really threw Leslie Frazier in the bus, because Frazier comes out and says, Oh, we haven't really made a decision yet. Which is obviously uh, contradictive to whatever Ponder's got going I don't know. I, I think he's just a mess. It sounds like he's disappointed. Castle's probably going to get the start. Yep. I think everyone's looking at Josh Freeman as the heir apparent. Yeah. Maybe Ponder's disappointed because he found out he is starting. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing to me, man? Yeah. My ribs could break again. Yeah. I don't know. I I think you would really have to question the sanity of that coaching staff if they were to put him out there after the way Matt Castle played and go, hey, kid, start. I think Ponder has shown that he's not the guy. Uh, 30 starts. It doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't take 30 starts. I mean, that's plenty of a sample size, but it didn't take – 30, Andrew Luck doesn't even have 30 starts. We know he's going to be a baller. Same thing with Kaepernick and Wilson. And we know Christian Ponder is not going to be the guy. He's not a baller. No. Which, not even a shot caller. The weirdest part about it is like is he's got these flashes of competency and almost like brilliant play. He played. Remember that game at the end of the year last year against Green Bay yeah. where they won? He played good enough for them to win and even made plays that they needed to be made, made scored 38 points in that game yeah but and then he he'll turn around and like I don't know he just he always looks flustered or confused or maybe he's maybe he's got like a brain aneurysm or something I don't know <laughs> just what slow, do you think? slow developing brain aneurysm yeah um yeah I don't know I I think it's the right move to go with castle uh and then here's the, the dilemma is if you keep winning with castle so you get to two and three, then three and three, then maybe four and three or whatever, you get to contention. Right. How do you make the move to Josh Freeman? You know, because you 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 want to get a look at him, but you've only got him on a one-year deal. Right. So how do you find out what you have in him if you can't play him because you're starting to compete with Castle? I, I don't know. It's like they've got this weird quarterback love triangle, and there's really no good answer to it. Okay. I, I agree. I think they – Instead of getting rid of McLeod Bethel Thompson, who the 49ers nabbed, yeah, I think they should have dumped Ponder. yeah, Or trade him or do something with him. I mean, because at this point, you've got three guys, three quarterbacks on your roster that should probably be, at the very least, backups. All of them should be the number two quarterback somewhere. Yeah, Christian Ponder's fair, you could fairly say that he is a number two quarterback. He's qualified to do that, at the very least. Yeah, he's got enough ex- starting experience and, and has played well enough to, to be a solid backup. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, I think so I think they should get rid of Ponder, find a third stringer, and then, you know, figure out between Castle and Freeman who they're going to have. So, I mean, they didn't bring Josh Freeman in to, to play backup. No. For a one-year deal, for that kind of money, that's not what he's there for. So I think no matter how well Matt Castle plays... It's probably Josh Freeman's job to lose, at least for the rest of the season going forward. Yeah, it's just hard for me to. I kind of agree with you because obviously the most talented quarterback on their roster is Freeman. Yeah, but it's hard for me to conceive of Castle winning another game. If they're going to make the switch, they've got to make it after this week, I think, because you can't let Castle get them back to three and three. Yeah, is that what they would be? They're, they're one and three right now. Right? right. Yep. I don't think you can let them get back to five hundred in a very winnable division and then make the switch, if things go backwards, then, then the fan base, right or wrong, is going to be all over you. Right. And to be fair, also, if if you're going to bring Freeman into the fold and, like, get him to start some games, there's a few uh, kind of softballs, real what should be slam dunk wins coming up here against the Giants and, um, and a, a not great Carolina team before they kind of get back into some division play and stuff. So if you're going to get him in there, you might as well let him warm up against a team like New York. Mm-hmm. I, I agree, and, and Freeman's not a rookie. No. He can come in and, and learn the system, and what better team, really, than when you've got 28 behind you to, to hand the ball to. Yeah. So they can sort of simplify things for him, and I think if the Vikings simplify their offense, they're going to be better for it. If it's just vertical routes and Adrian Peterson, that'd be all right with me. To be fair, if they simplify that offense anymore, kids uh, in Pee Wee are going to be running the same plays. This time, we're just going to... Hike it. Yeah. We're and then just, nothing happens. We're just going to run quarterback sneaks right up the middle every single time. Simple. Ground game. Yeah. Mailbag time. Hashtag mailbag. Hashtag mailbag. Hashtag mailbag. Hashtag mailbag. Hello, everyone. This is Eric. I'm in charge of the mail. And pretty much everything else. else. He's yeah. like that guy in the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. Hello, Pulling mailbag. all the levers and pressing all the buttons. Do not mind the man behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <There's> no attention. <laughs> uh all right mailbag first question uh what are some good trades that nfl franchises should think about making oh boy in addition to eli manning okay let me think about it the book of eli (sighs) (laughs) all right well we got to look at teams that are no longer in contention trading with teams that are looking to make the playoff push truth um so let's see who's terrible The Giants. We already did did that. Um, Carolina, Jacksonville. Let me throw out another one. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. If you're not going to trade Eli. Didn't they just give him a brand new contract? Yeah, but do you really want to pay a receiver $40 million on a team that's not going to win? I think maybe they could deal Victor Cruz for a first-round pick. I think Victor's young enough at this point that you could still maybe get rid of everybody but him and build an offense around him or make him part of a new offense that... By the time it comes into relevancy, he could still contribute in a meaningful way. What about New England Patriots giving up a mid-round pick for Tony Gonzalez? Tony Gonzalez came back to win a championship. That's not going to happen in Atlanta. I don't think that's any sort of blasphemous statement. Right. He probably wouldn't mind going and vying for a championship. And the Falcons may as well cut their losses and get something back now with Julio Jones out for the year. Uh, Their upside is so limited. So you could have... Even if Gronkowski doesn't come back healthy, at least you give Brady a target. You know, it's, and I i was one of those people, I seriously thought the Falcons were going to contend for a, an NFC title I think most year. of us did, yeah. Uh, What happened there? Jeez. I don't know. I think that's a good off the top of my head trade. Yeah. I think so. I, I mean, Tony Gonzalez is older. I would see. I mean, I guess from his perspective, would he really want to go to New England that doesn't have, you know, I mean, I don't want to say they have no chance of winning the Super Bowl, but their odds aren't fantastic at this point. They don't really have many veteran receivers or veteran offensive players of any kind outside of Tom Brady on the field. I mean, but yeah, 4-1 and one versus 1-4. One and four. Yeah, It's your last year. Where would you rather? I would rather go to New England, and then I think it gives New England the, the ability to, if Gronk isn't ready, which it sounds like early in the week, oh yeah, he'll be ready, and now maybe not so much. If you bring in Tony Gonzalez, you can wait three, four, five more weeks on Gronk, then bring them back, and then you've got Gonzalez, and you've got Prague, Uh and you might really have something heading into the playoffs there. What do you think about maybe, you mentioned Victor Cruz, what do you think about either he or Hakeem Nix going to the Patriots? Because they need to, I mean, they have some promising young wide receivers, but they need some kind of veteran stability there, I think. Yeah, I would not trade for Hakeem Nix if I were New England. I um, just think had too many weird things with his foot and too many injury, too many injury concerns with him. I would definitely trade for Victor Cruz because he's such an explosive player, and for New England, I know that's not their deal, but they've had so many picks, and where has it really gotten them over the last few years? It's gotten them in contention, but they might need that player to get them over the top. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. I really think, not to totally change the direction that this ship is headed in, uh, I think Houston needs to deal Ben Tate, Yeah, or Arian Foster. I mean, make up your mind, who do you want? I think they would deal Tate. Yeah, I mean, you'd hope, but you know maybe trade him to I've, and i've heard this rumor trade Tate to uh, uh to Cleveland yeah since so they're without Richardson now um and get maybe a, a second or third round pick back for him he's worth definitely i mean i don't think the texans should let him go for anything less than a second if you if they could get a second for him i think that'd be fair for wow. both parties wow. um mm-hmm. i would say they should send him to with with uh steven jackson i would say they should entertain trading him to atlanta but they're not going anywhere so. I wonder if Seattle would think about trading for another receiver. I know they've got Harvin coming back, so probably not. But yeah. he's more of a kind of slot-type guy. Yeah. And I'm not sure they have a number one. That would be frightening if they brought in a receiver and got Percy Harvin back. Well, Percy's an O.W., offensive weapon. Yeah. Um, O.G. Sidney Rice has been horribly disappointing in Seattle. Yeah. Outside of a few decent games, he's really sucked. Seems like he's never healthy enough to... To, like, separate from people. It seems like he's always one fall away from, like, his knee falling off. Speaking of separate, his shoulders have been operated on both. Like, I mean, he's got terrible shoulders. I was kind of upset when uh, the Vikings couldn't re-sign him, but in retrospect, that was a fantastic way to get rid of him, I guess, Who else is down and out right now? Who else is terrible? The Vikings. (laughs) No, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Let's see, does Pittsburgh have any juicy commodities? You see, I think Pittsburgh's just, they've got... So much. They're not the type of franchise no, that really makes trades like that. And they're never going to, I mean, you're not going to see them unless they, they're 0 and 15. You're not going to see Pittsburgh really accepting the fact that they're out of it. They're going to, with a coach like Mike Tomlin and the history of the program and the division that they're in, they're going to kind of fight the good fight until the end, I think. I don't think they're going to trade anybody of note, you know, because they've got enough talent on that roster that they get guys healthy and kind of. Get their heads out of their bums. Next year, they might be better. Sub question: If the Steelers are, you know, awful three and thirteen or whatever, and they're in a position to get a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, Roethlisberger, much closer to the end than the beginning, um, still a good quarterback in this yeah. league, would the Steelers consider moving Roethlisberger maybe after the season and bringing in some fresh blood there? I mean, I think that's a good idea. If they can get what he's worth. Because I still think Ben's got, I mean, if it wasn't for him, they would have been, they would have had no business being in that game with Minnesota, and Minnesota's not a great team. I could say keep him around, like, have him mentor whoever they bring in, yeah. quarterback. Oh, yeah, I like Ben. Especially, you know, because he's, he's the, he's like the modern day Fran Tarkenton kind of. Yeah, he's very elusive in the pocket, extends plays, especially with a bad offensive line, they've needed him to do that. I think with the mentoring thing, that's harder nowadays when they kind of expect guys to play right away. And I also think with the egos, it it would work better with the rookie wage scale because you can afford to keep a high quarterback on your roster and pay both guys. Um, I don't know. Something to look into. Something to think about. Yeah. You know, kind of one last thought on Pittsburgh. I really do think that they've got, with Le'Veon Bell coming back, um, they're – they're a good. I mean, they're a Mike Wallace away from being uh, a playoff team. Really? Unfortunately, I think. You know, a few a few adjustments. They they've had they've offensive some offensive line is bad. It is bad. But they you know they've they've had some bad uh, bad luck too. That doesn't help. It might be your Mike Tomlin man crush. <laughs> it, it Everyone's got one. Oh man, he's just. I, I want him. Mike. I would fire a. I would fire the best coach in football and bring Mike Tomlin in just because he motivates me. Yeah. He really makes you feel special. Yeah, like you're the only one in the room. With you're, you're the only girl at the dance. <laughs> All right, let's delve deeper. What else you got, Eric? Uh, if you were if you had a billion dollars and bought yourself the Miami Dolphins, what would be your first moves to get that team back on track? Oh, okay. So this isn't like what crazy moves would you make as a billionaire weirdo? Like, <laughs> weirdo? Actually, like good moves to get the Dolphins on track. Yeah. I don't know. I like the way the Dolphins are trending. I wouldn't pay Mike Wallace in retrospect sixty million dollars over seven years because. I mean, I like that he brings a vertical element to the offense, but I think you can probably find that in the third round of the draft. Um, Wide receivers are also becoming the kind of thing that, you know, they play well somewhere, but so much of how well they play is a chemistry that they developed with another player that you never know what's going to happen. You pay a guy a bunch of money, and he goes and he's got Ryan Tannehill throwing him the ball instead of, you know, Ben. Ben Roth Roth Roethlisberger. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't have a contract here for like four years now, so yeah. five years. And I don't know. I, overall, I like what the Dolphins are doing. What I would say is if you look at Andrew Luck and you look at Russell Wilson and you look at Colin Kaepernick, those teams that have young, successful quarterbacks have surrounded those guys with uh, good offensive lines, or at least attempted to. So I would invest a lot of picks in the offensive line. If you look at Miami, they still got what? Jonathan Martin playing left tackle. Jake Long is gone. Um, I think that's an issue for them. is the good. Pouncey's good. Yeah, yeah, he's good at center. Um, but, like, take San Francisco or Seattle. Have invested multiple first-round picks in the line, um, supporting it with a ground game? I don't know if Lamar Miller is a true feature back for Miami. I like the way their defense plays, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I would, I would continue investing maybe in a vertical tight end and, and a little bit more, uh, you know, in that, in that front five offensive line. Maybe Tony Gonzalez to Miami would be a good idea. South Beach? Yeah. Who doesn't like it there? He's probably got a home there. Yeah, am sure he does. I'm I I not going to read any further into that than just <laughs> saying that. Uh, I guess one, ch- kind of going around the table here, do you guys really think Ryan Tannehill is going to be a franchise quarterback? Yes. Yes. I think he can be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, franchise quarterback, I don't know. I think he's going to be better than Andy Dalton.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Andy
0: Dalton's going anywhere. And Andy Dalton's peaked. Yeah, but I think he's solid to the point where the Bengals aren't going to be like, let's dump him and get somebody else. Right. Because it's... The it, Bungles. Yeah, well, and it's hard to replicate. I mean, he's won games for them. They've been in the playoffs two years in a row. Mm-hmm. I think Tannehill has more potential than that. He's got a bigger arm. He's played receiver in college. I mean, he's, he's mobile. Um, so, I, yeah, I think Tannehill eventually can be a top-ten quarterback in the Okay, I mean, I guess uh, I just have reservations about him still. Reservations for six. Reservations for something. Got well, a touchdown machine. Probably yeah. would well, I mean, I don't know. We'll see, but I think I don't know. I just he makes my stomach uneasy. <sighs> right? Like giving him the keys to the to the car and saying here drive makes me feel sad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I understand that there hasn't been a huge sample size, sample size yet yeah, for us to see what he's made of, but. I think you see on certain throws that he's got rare arm talent. Hashtag Trent Dilfer. (laughs) Um, So my opinion, yes. I guess you would say more on the no side. I'm cautionary. I guess I don't want to throw him under the bus because he has played well. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, how many times have you seen a guy come into the league and, you know, he plays well enough in the first season. Sam Bradford. Yeah. Oh, God, this, this guy's got all the potential in the world. And all of a sudden, the next year, he's like, Half the player that he was the previous year and my prediction is that Gino Smith is doing that exact thing to us right now. Oh Gino. Yeah. I'm sure people in New York love the name Gino though. It just seems like with that yeah. Italian influence. Yeah, because if he's doing good, hey Gino yeah. And if he's doing bad, hey Gino, you suck <laughs> You know, it's just it's easy. I wonder if they're upset by the spelling. It's not like the traditional Italian spelling G I N O. It's a G E N O. It's familial. It feels like you're yelling at your cousin. Yeah. Could be anyone. Maybe somebody, somebody really cool. I don't even know about that. I'm gonna yet. name my kid Gino. Well, yeah. think he's gonna be a quarterback. No, he'll probably make pizza somewhere. <laughs> Mailbag. Uh, let's say the NFL expands and brings in a 33rd team and you're God. the owner of this new expansion team. What do you do then? Uh, PSLs on every single seat in the stadium. If you don't no, know what a PSL is, that's raw personal seat license. It's like selling a ticket twice. Yep. No, I wouldn't actually do that. It's like charging people for the tickets that they already bought. Yeah. Not only do line. you get the seat, but you get a license to the See seat. Not only do you get to sit there, but you get to pay me more money to sit there. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard because you have to build a stadium and with the at home experience these days, Eric, you posted a picture the other day and you were you had Twitter up. And you had the game on, and you've got you know you're in your recliner. Mm -hmm. What is going to motivate the average guy to pony up however much it costs, a couple hundred bucks, to take you and your kid or your wife or whatever, and get food and all that crap, Mm -hmm. to go sit in the thirtieth row and it's cold where you could be at home? I don't know. So that I think that's the biggest challenge to any incoming owner. I would say I would, I would kind of go. The Jerry Jones type of route, maybe not as extravagant, but you have to make the place an experience. So, um, you know, big jumbotron. You know, you've got to have wireless internet throughout the place so that people can like watch the Red Zone channel. I don't know. It kind of leads to less of a home field advantage because people are sitting there on their tablets instead of watching your team. But I don't know how else to get people in the stadium. Water slides—that's my idea. Yeah, water slides. Uh, maybe a moat surrounding really, the stadium. Really make it less about football and more about the building. Yeah, laser tag. Ooh. Just I'm just spitballing. Yeah, I, I build the build the stadium underground. Just freewheel and and name your team the Moles. I would build it in New Mexico, and I would call my stadium Area 51. <laughs> and even if we you Build lost, like a giant spaceship, yeah, team? yeah, like weird that. things would happen where like the ball would disappear in midair. Build your own, like, spaceship the that moles. you can have, like, fly over. <laughs> you can have fly over the stadium and you just give people the real UFO experience. That was good. That hit me late. The mold? Yeah. Build it underground. <laughs> That's terrific. That's the it. best idea. Yeah. You could have a blind quarterback. <laughs> and all, all the staff has to be blind. The people that pour your beer, people that rip your tickets, they all live underground and are blind. Well, if the game Madden is any indication, and no, I didn't buy the new one because I won't, uh, I would just turn off the salary cap and then trade for a bunch of first-round picks. That seems easy, Mm -hmm. so you could do that. Yeah. Uh, One thing I would do, honestly, is hire the smartest possible people to surround me because I think the owners that get in trouble are the ones like Jerry Jones, not from a, a business acumen standpoint, but he tends to think he knows too much about football and you need to hire an intelligent general manager, good scouts, um, good personnel guys, and I think that's really the biggest initial investment. So you're kind of a self-styled Mark Cuban type of owner. I'm a delegator. You're, you're a party guy, but you also let people handle their own roles. Yeah. Party in front, business in the back, or is the other way around. I don't know. You can make it anywhere. I don't right? know how that phrase goes. I don't even really get that phrase. I just wanted to say it. It was about mullets, initially. Yeah. Business in the front, party in the back, because it's short yeah. and then long. And then it's a party in the back. Yes, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe free cocaine. Free cocaine for all, you know, the first thousand people. I think you got to, I mean, somebody's got to, like, up, I mean, clearly the NFL needs no business help from me because it's, like, the most profitable business model in the history of the world. Yeah. So I I, I just say you got to revolutionize it. Make, like, one, make a stadium that, you know, say you're, you've got a warm-weather team. Everybody has to sit outside. There's no, like, seats. It's like an amphitheater, like a grass amphitheater, and it's just general general entrance except for a few choice. Ringside things. I like messing with the seating arrangement, sort of, so you could have, like, restaurants that were open air kind of surrounding the Mm -hmm. field. Maybe they had a target field, kind of. Yeah. The twins. I think think it's this balance between are you losing, sort of, the intimacy of the original, like, Lambeau Field? Everyone's there just to watch a football game? Mm -hmm. But you also have to be realistic and realize that people, like, no one has an attention span longer than, like, 13 seconds now. Right. So it's got to be. Updated with all the bells and whistles so that people can have the full experience that they would get at home. Uh, so, I don't know. Super Bowl halftime show at every single game? Yes. Miley Cyrus. Smiley. Every single game? Every game. And at this point, and by the end of the season, she won't actually be singing. She'll just be stripping for money. But, yeah. No. But then you could collect those singles and, you know, that, that that's revenue generating S- you got well. to send half of it back to Disney, I think. Yeah. Mailbag! Mailbag! Uh, Did you guys watch the front line on concussions? I did. League of Denial. I caught part of it. Okay. Uh, What are your thoughts on just that show in particular and the whole topic in general? I thought it was pretty damaging for the NFL. Mm -hmm. It was pretty evident that the NFL knows more than what they've let on over the past few years and that they've kind of, even now, are playing this game where Goodell won't, won't specifically say, even though others in the organization of the NFL have said that there's a link between smashing your head against football players, other football players at full speed for 10 years, and brain trauma down the road. Now, Goodell won't admit that link, but there's a preponderance of scientific evidence stating, showing that that there is a link between football and brain trauma, and logically, it's not that difficult to figure out. I mean, one of the scientists that came on said that playing an NFL football uh, season is literally like driving your car into a brick wall at thirty miles an hour fifteen hundred times a year. Okay. There's probably some brain damage involved in that. Well, I I don't know how they can plead ignorance anymore. I mean, you look at you know the kind of things that happen to, to boxers that have boxed too long, and, and it's it's, a, it's the same thing. I mean, yeah, and that's the one. Mush brain. That's kind of the one sport that the NFL would say. See, see, there's definitely it's it's called chronic. Uh, what is it? Chronic traumatic. Uh, encephalopathy. 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 Yeah. Which is a swelling, right? The encephal encephalopathy. The encephal Encephalitis. It's, um, it's. I think that's mosquitoes. It's actually like a protein that develops on your brain, and they can see it on their uh, when they check out slides, and they were showing on the documentary, like a twenty-one-year-old college football player had it, a high school kid had it. So uh, this stuff is really scary, and
1: um, as, as
0: as powerful as the NFL is, I don't know. This is this is pretty damning stuff. Well, in thinking back on it, to be totally honest, like playing pee wee football, they were pretty much just encouraged, even sixth, seventh graders. Oh, just go run into them with your head, knock them down. I'm sure they were, you know and this was in the 90s, you know. I'm sure there were more undiagnosed concussions amongst all these little kids that we were playing with, myself included. Um, but I think a, a big thing, like a real eye-opener, for me at least, was the whole Junior Seau thing. Yeah. Um,
1: that it was really... Like distant, and he was like
0: one of my favorite football players for decades. I mean, I mean, my God, if a guy like that, who was like, by all accounts, was you know just a happiest person on the planet, Philanthropist, Yeah, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it's just, you really have to take a step back. Hopefully, the NFL will just kind of, I mean, obviously, they don't want to lose money, but hopefully, they'll at least admit that, you know, this is, we got to do something about this. Otherwise, these guys are going to end up, you know, committing suicide at 45. Yeah, there was the, they did pay out the settlement of, I think it was $750 million. The players wanted closer to $2 billion. Uh, but they settled on that. And I think the NFL is hoping this will kind of go away. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere no. because it's going to be a constant issue, but I will say the players can't keep doing this thing where they say, this is football, you can't take the game away from us like this, and then three years after your career's over... Sue the NFL. You're walking through the grocery store looking for the ultimate soft yogurt. (laughs) You can't just pony up and sue the NFL after you bitched at the NFL for not letting you play and fining you and all these things. Yeah, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, Um, agreed. I don't know. I mean, I really wonder how many, but, and then that, that, I guess that is also the same question. Do you let these guys, if they're on board with it, do you let them sign a waiver and then just beat their brains in well... I guess. I, I mean... For, I, for money. Because basically, this is all, you know, profit-driven. Yeah, I, I think the idea of a waiver, uh, I could get on board with that as long as you also do everything that they're doing now in yeah. terms of heads-up football and heads all, foot of all this stuff. But, I wonder how much of a difference that really makes. Yeah, I don't know because really, if you watch the documentary... The hits that are getting legislated out of the game are safeties hitting receivers, corners hitting right. receivers, running backs hitting linebackers in the open field. Right. But most of the guys that were suffering trauma are in the trenches, offensive and defensive line, and they collide in split seconds. Yeah. Calls that you can't really make, and, and they have to run into each other 60, 70 times a game, and, and that, there's, there's no way to legislate that out. That is literally the, the heart and soul of football. That's the, the game. trenches. That's the game. That's yeah. where it all takes place. I don't know. I mean, there's probably never going to be a safe way to play football where nobody's going to have encephalopathy. Uh, but elephantitis. You know, I mean, it's it's a risk reward thing. If these guys really love the game and you know the money's worth it to them, and they try and be as safe as they can and just hope that they'll be okay and not a crazy person, I mean, that's their choice. Yeah, there's inherent risk in in anything that that people choose to do, and in a lot of careers and. This just happens to be on the on the grandest of stages, but uh, and, and going back to you know a lot of the hits that they're legislating out, even um, in a in a non-contact, if you it, you know you don't get hit to the head, but you get pushed or or you just get torqued at full speed, or if you fall down and someone kicks you in the head, yeah, or yeah, you fall down and your head slams back into the turf. What's happening is your brain is sliding back and colliding with your skull, which sounds awful and it is, mm. but you don't have to get hit in the head for that to happen. All you mm-hmm. have to do is be going full speed and get redirected, and that happens on almost every single play. Right. So I don't really think there's any way to get rid of CTE. No. I think you can make the game 5% safer. Maybe 10. Yeah, but this is what we're looking at, and it's. Gonna I be... guess as a fan, I've made my decision that I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. and the players seem to be too, but we may be looking down the road. I, I don't think I would let my son play football. I don't know. At this point... I have to think that most of the NFL players have, you know, they've. I've been given the opportunity to see, you know, substantial information on the topic, so I'm assuming they have or hope that they're not idiots and have looked at stuff. But I'm assuming that, I mean, they're all doing this by choice and that they're going to try and, like I said, try and be as safe as they can, but, you know, that it's worth it to them to go out there and do it. Some I think, of these guys, would, I think, would do it for almost no money just because they love football that much. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think what you... I think what both sides need to do is kind of take the BS out of it. The players can't say, "Well, we didn't know," and the NFL can't say, "Well, technically, there's no link." We we, we need to communicate better on yeah. both sides if if they're going to ultimately let's be think. honest. Let's have an honest conversation about it. Yeah, let's get real. Let's get real. Um, that was good. Probably we exercised some demons there. What's next on the mailbag? League Championship Series. What do you guys think about these matchups? I hate everyone. Yeah. No, I don't. But seriously, I mean, I'm sick of these teams. I don't know. I don't mind Boston. That that first uh, World Series win for them, what was it, 2005, 2004? 2004. 2004 was really inspiring and everything. But when they came back from, what, 3-0? Was that the one? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're basically on par with the Yankees as far as, you know, spending and all that stuff goes. It's not exciting to me. I want, they're an evil empire. I want the little guys. I know you In Detroit, not. I don't know. I mean... They're going to kind of do their same thing. I'd be I'd be pretty shocked if they beat Boston. Yeah, but they're not little guys either. I mean, they they, they certainly have shown a willingness to spend money as well. Yeah. Um, to me, the only way you're going to get me to watch the baseball playoffs, baseball anything, is if, A, the Brewers are in it, so no chance of that pretty right. much ever. It's over. Or if there's big, big stars that I can either root against or for. So for me, these matchups are are good because you get, I mean, you get, Wainwright, Molina, Yasil Puig, Kershaw, Hanley Ramirez, Adrian Gonzalez, Birdlander, Prince Fielder, Miguel Cabrera. You got Scherzer, Pedroya, Big Poppy. Uh, a, a lot of name talent. And for me, who's not a baseball lover, there's not a lot to cling on to. I don't want to watch the A's like pitch and play small ball. I don't know. I don't see, that. that's, that's what I, that's, you and I differ there, because that's, that's the kind of baseball I like. Let me tell you why. Okay, I don't understand and... baseball. i just <laughs> the drunk guy saying, hit it on the mark, get home run. Yeah, that's all I want. Uh, I don't know. I, I just, like, baseball's had kind of the same, there's not as much turnover at the top as far as, like, stars go. I mean, you'll have guys like Yasiel Puig come in and, you know, Hanley Ramirez or whatever every once in a while that'll come around, but staying power as like a star in baseball is is not super common and most of the guys that have that are good now have been good for a long time that's true even watching the same and, things been watching the different teams i don't know i'm sick of prince fielder whatever <laughs> i'm sick of all of them i'm sick of cabrera i'm sick of orlander i mean but, it's the same guys it's the same teams in the playoffs the dodgers are kind of new i and, mean they're they're kind of a historically relevant franchise but they haven't been good lately yeah um, but what's fun about buying? I mean, in, in a yeah. sport where you can buy it, what's fun about buying it? But that's the sport. That's he's where we are. It's stupid. Um, but I am excited uh, to see Puig and what he can do kind of on the big stage. He hit what, 425 uh, in the opening round of the playoffs. So I think he's a good new face for baseball. Uh, and my, my prediction of Dodgers-Tigers is still alive, so I've got nothing else to cling to. Yeah, I don't know. You're, I, you're mad. Um, I don't care. It's a, it, I have no... In, I mean, I won't watch probably a game. I won't watch one game. Probably me neither. Probably not even the World Series. Probably not. I just don't care. No. Whoever wins, it's like I lose. Yeah. Cause, Story of my life. Because the baseball... The things about baseball that I like the most are dying. Yeah. Like Bud ceiling. Yeah. He's uh, almost I, dead. I hate him. For <laughs> the pitch, but he is almost dead. He's a walking corpse. Yeah. He's a zombie. That, that rug isn't doing him any favors. Run, Maybe huh? his real hair, I don't know. Sure. it certainly doesn't look as good as Costanza's hair. Costanza. Real no big. Uh I want to talk about the NHL a little bit. Oh cocky. That's where that's where my soul comes alive. You're gonna be talking to a brick wall when in the next it's, five minutes. When it's frozen. We're gonna get we're gonna make you an NHL aficionado by the end of the season. The Sports Illustrated NHL preview came out and I tried to read some of it and I was like, What the I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So if I glaze over, just poke me with a stick while you're talking. Well, we just gotta you just gotta find something to root for. And I think in hockey, like it's fights. It's the fights. There's a fight I mean, I've watched every wild game so far, <laughs> all the Minnesota games. And in there's been four, I wanna say. Four games? In four games, I've seen probably five great fights. Okay. Like good fights. I mean they're pretty short, but those are some serious it's the last place on earth that you can still assault someone. Yeah. Well, the last place in this country that you can assault someone and get away with it. And, you know, you talk about the concussion thing, and it is a concern in hockey, too, but I think NHL players do not care. I mean, there is... Yeah. The amount of concern they have about their physical well-being is zero. Yeah, this frontline thing that came out for the NFL will probably come out 600 years from now yeah. in the NHL. And they'll just, they'll just shrug their shoulders. Yeah. I mean, here's a good example. Uh, in the offseason... The Wild brought in Matt Cook, who's kind of got a shady reputation in the NHL as, like, a dirty guy and, you know, not... Tough guy. Yeah, a tough guy, but also a very dirty player. Oh, yeah. Um, Which he's trying to kind of work on, he says. He's working on his issues. But he's missing his, like, it's either his right or his left front, tooth, And, you know, reporters now that he's new to Minnesota are kind of getting to know him and asking him about it. Um, He's like, no, I never got it fixed. I do have an implant that I can put in there, but I don't really wear it. And they're like, why not? And he goes, oh, it's just not me. It's not like a contact lens. It's, it's not me. It's a tooth. He just wants it missing. So, I don't know. There's some, There's like this uh, real machismo thing that, that hockey brings out in people. Plus, it's like, it's real exciting. It's it's. I will say this. I went to see actually a college hockey game a couple of years ago, and I saw it in person. Mm-hmm. And that was like a totally different sport. Oh, yeah. It's harder to follow on the screen. And I think unless you actually have an innate understanding of how the game is played, at least for me, it's hard to... It's hard to follow the game action a little bit, and then the other thing is, uh, and I give them respect because I feel like playing a hockey game is almost as physical as playing a football game. Oh, it's so but they play as many games as the NBA. Yeah, I, I don't know how anyone survives an NHL season. Um, it really is amazing. It's incredible, but uh, for all that I can say positive about it, it's just I just don't have. I'm just there's no magnetism to it for me. What What I like most about hockey is like the combination of skill, effort, you know, coordination, all that stuff, and then luck that you need to score a goal. Because you just, I mean, scoring goals in hockey is not easy. Well, and how often do you see an eight seed come in in hockey versus the NBA? It's happened, what, twice? Yeah. In the the NHL, it happens every year. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that it's exciting, and it it gives you a a physical... Anyways, I I digress. But um, hockey is, I think, becoming... A little bit more popular these days, I hope, maybe. I think so. I think so. Yeah. NHL hockey. I think it's always going to be a niche-type yeah. sport, but I think it's it's finding ways to market itself to that niche better. It draws the smallest crowds out of the major sports, I think, or, or about on par with, I guess, NBA. How many people go to an NBA game? 20,000 people? Yeah, maybe around 20. Yeah, it's about the same. Okay. Um, But I really do think, like you said, anybody can win any given year, and that's what's great about the NHL. Can you talk about realignment a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So, like what does so, that mean for the NHL? So it, it's kind of changed now, and I don't. I guess I don't really understand why they did it, but um, they took the Western Con- or they took both conferences and just split them into two divisions, seven teams in each division, roughly. Um, and I think the one positive that they've come out of it, you know, before this Minnesota was in the Northwest in the Western Conference, uh, playing teams like Vancouver and, and San Jose and that's really tough because, you know, they're flying to the West Coast or, you know, Vancouver's flying to Minnesota, and they're nowhere near each other. I mean, what in, what keeps them in a division together is beyond me. Um, but, you know, they they developed some rivalries through that and all that kind of stuff. Now these teams are more organized on time zone, so it's easier to So it's sort to of like travel. the NFL did when Seattle used to be uh in the AFC and then the 49ers had like the Saints in their division as well. Yeah. Stuff that just didn't make sense. Yeah. And like in like the Vikings playing Tampa. Yeah. Um but I think the big thing that you'll see here is they were kind of trying to even out the playing field cuz a lot of the teams on the eastern seaboard their longest commute that they have to make to play another team is like 2 hours on a plane. Whereas, you know, you got guys in Minnesota flying out to Vancouver, which is a 5-6 hour plane ride yeah. plus a 3 hour time change. Um, so I think they tried to level the playing field a little bit by doing that, uh, making a Central and Pacific Division in the Western Conference on a Metropolitan. I, the last one in the Eastern is escaping me right now. The um, Atlantic. The Atlantic Division. And I think what you'll see out of it, after everybody kind of gets used to it, you'll see some really great rivalries come out of it, like new rivalries, um, especially in the Midwest. Because you've got the geographical tension. Yeah. I mean, now, now the Wild are playing... You know, teams like St. Louis and, um, Chicago a lot more often, and those are close. It's easy for me to hate people that live in Chicago because I already do. Yeah. So. Done. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Um, and, you know, I think you'll see a little bit more balance of power in some of these divisions, you know, whereas, you know, the Penguins can go win every game because they only have to ride their bikes to every different arena and you throw a rock and hit every other team. Um, it'll be interesting. Hey, who are some teams that are overrated or and or underrated in hockey? Yeah, ooh, that's a good one. <sighs> overrated? Ooh. Well, I, I have I really have no idea. Like that's another thing about NHL hockey. I have no idea where any of these teams are going to be at the beginning of the year. Like anybody who was good last year, you start this season, and all of a sudden they suck. Why is that? I don't know. I, it, it's hockey's kind of one of those streaky. I mean, you you string wins together, obviously. In um, four games, I mean, you could, it doesn't mean anything, obviously, at this point, but, um, I guess I would say I, I kind of think that Minnesota was a little overrated heading into this year. I mean, people are beating that drum. They have a lot of talent on the roster. Um, they kind of streamlined some stuff, got rid of guys like Devin Setaguchi and Cal Clutterbuck. Um, you know, make what you will of those decisions, but, uh, you know, they signed Zach Breezy and Ryan Suter to matching $98 million contracts, thinking that they'd be making deep playoff runs every year, and so far it's kind of petered out, so we'll see where that goes. Um, Los Angeles might be a little overrated, too. They're a big physical team with what is usually a great goaltender in Jonathan Quick, but Mm -hmm. uh, he's kind of been a little off this year, and that's another thing with hockey. Your goalie has a bad season, and you're just screwed, so... Um, it's the most important position in sports. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's people kind of look past that, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, you see a lot of these teams, like... Um, and just for a second, we'll talk about the underappreciation of the backup goalie. Okay. Because in the NHL, you got to have two starting caliber goalies. And a guy like Jonathan Quick or, you know, Nicholas Backstrom in Minnesota or, you know, Corey Crawford in Chicago, they kind of get all the... All the glory, while their they're backup guy, who is probably good enough to start for other teams, eh, he just kind of picks up the scraps. So yeah, and I mean, the one thing that you do find and that I've found every year is the teams that advance in the playoffs are the ones that happen to be hot and have a hot goaltender at the right time. Yeah. Um, but since we digressed so far, uh, a couple underrated teams, I think. Nashville started off really slow. The Predators. The Preds. 0-2. Um, a couple bad losses, too. But... Watching them play, and if they can kind of—I mean—they're never going to have the upper level of goalie play. That they're not going to have the best goalie in hockey ever. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen unless they sign someone that they don't have. Who's their goalie? Um, God, I can't even remember the guy's name okay. right now. Uh, but they're good enough as a team um, defensively. They've kind of come around since losing Ryan Suter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really impressed by how well they held his the own offensively and. They are strong enough and physical enough, I think, that if they can string some wins together and make it to the postseason um, in the West, that they're going to be a real handful. They're just gritty players. Lots of gritty guys out there. Let's see if we can come up with one more underrated team. Um, Maybe St. Louis. Mm -hmm. I think people don't really look at them as a power in the West, and they should be. They're a great team. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, So who are some of your favorites to win it all? God, well, a trendy pick. I trendy pick could be Colorado because they're just they're really looking good. good. Like a girl in a nice dress. Yeah, summer day, sort of a cocktail dress. I don't know. I don't. know. It's really tough. I mean, Chicago really seems to have figured out how to play well enough in the regular season, and then turn it on when they have to in the postseason and just steamroll everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if I was really being hopeful, I hope Minnesota wins it. Uh we've I've kind of neglected um the Eastern Conference quite a bit. Um Pittsburgh, I think, is always a threat to win it all, just because they've probably got two of the most talented players in the league mm-hmm. offensively. The guys that will just score whenever they want. Sidney Crosby and um Malkin. Gino. Gino, yeah, there you go. Gino. Oh, Gino. I kinda they, all these Eastern European names, they really throw me. Um Yeah, I I mean, they've got the potential to win it all. Clearly, Los Angeles, even though I think they're overrated, is one of those teams that can turn it on and and go on a a winning streak. So it's hard to say. Um, Not the Rangers. Let's just put it that way. Very good. All right. Um, The day in sports history, October 11th. Okay. In 1925, the New York Giants played their first NFL game, and they lost 14-0. Looks like the Giants played their first NFL game yesterday. Yeah. History repeats itself. In 1984, Mario Lemieux made his debut in the National Hockey League against the Boston Bruins. He scored a goal on his first shot on his first NHL shift. Pretty good. Yeah, he's like the Michael Jordan of hockey, I think. You think he's better than Wayne? But Mario played for so long. I mean, he did it until he was like 100 years old. He was out there at like 65. I mean, he's not that old, but. He was out there like literally in his late 40s Yeah, competing with guys that were like 19. Yeah, I actually looked up <clears throat> some, I don't know why I did this because yeah. I'm not a hockey fan, but I was looking up some Lemieux stats <laughs> and I like was on NHL reference or some weird site and it was like age 46. I was like, what is he still yeah. doing out there? That's another funny thing about hockey is like for his physical and, and his, I mean, that's a drain. Yeah. you ever skated a shift in hockey, like it makes you want to puke every single time. And for a guy that's like in his 40s to go out there and be like, yeah, I can play with these kids that are like 19, it's amazing. That's hockey tough. Yeah, it is. Lastly, in 1998, Steve Young, it's also his birthday today. Mm. Happy birthday, Steve. Happy birthday, Steve, became the 20th player in NFL history to throw for 30,000 yards. I think that Steve Young is kind of criminally underrated because he followed Joe Montana and then he played. Uh, his arch-rival was Troy Aikman, who happened to have Evan Smith, and uh, Michael, Irvin. Michael Irvin, and probably the best offensive line in football history. Can't forget Neon Dion on the other side uh, Deion of the ball. Sanders, Charles Haley, Ken Norton, Russell Maryland, Leon Lett, Darren Woodson. I mean, it was just... Uh, not that the 49ers were lacking for talent either, but two MVPs, um, was the career record holder for passer rating until, like, I think, Kurt Warner took it from him, so... Also an excellent runner, and you have to also figure in that almost half of his career was chopped by his time in the USFL and, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How do you feel about him being Mormon? Great descendant of Brigham Young. Did you know that? Is he really? Yeah. Ah, well, his last name is Young, but I, I think yeah. that gets bandied about quite a bit in the Mormon yeah. community. Um, but no real feelings on on Mormonism, except you should check out the show, what's it called? South Park? Nope. <laughs> That's funny, too. <laughs> Whatever that show is. Sister Wives. Oh, so I've watched Sister Wives. Yeah, that guy's a creep. <laughs> um, so It's that, interesting, though. It's not an indictment of all Mormons, but no. that guy's a weirdo. Well, I don't think Steve Young is... Uh, I blame, uh, I blame do they him. call that? Uh, plague? Polygamist? Yeah, they, I think they shortened it to plague. Just that, that seems like a slur. Trendy. They, they say it. Get get after the Sister Wives. So get get, get that after him. me. Uh, no, uh, Steve Young... <laughs> I will say this, there's a lot of loose marbles these days when he's on air. Yeah, his hair and his head look funnier and funnier every time I see him. So do his speech patterns. Yeah, I, I don't know, I like him. I, I think he brought something to the NFL at that point that you didn't see elsewhere. So that was cool. Love to yeah. Okay, uh, speaking of Sister Wives, what are some Bravo shows that we need to be watching right oh, now? Oh man, there's so many of them. Well, that one, there was one called Below Deck that just ended. I told you about that. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, there's this, <laughs> I'm going to shame myself here. Uh, there's like this new one that I saw a little glimpse of. One of the Real Housewives ladies from one show. Apparently, she owns like some restaurants in either Beverly Hills or somewhere in California. Some cool place. Um, and there's a show about all the uh, people that work for her. These restaurants, like the bartenders and stuff, that are just you know sleeping with each other and that yeah, drinking and cavorting stealing and stealing from the person. drama ensues. It just It got me all sorts of excited. Yeah, well, that's Bravo. Yeah. This is just like a Bravo commercial, I feel. What else do you have? What else is coming on Bravo programming? Oh, you know, other than... That was the big one that I marked. I always keep up with... uh, What's that guy's name? He's got that show live. Andy Cohen. You ever watch that show? No. Live? It's pretty good. Like, they just drink. And, like, it's a a live show. So they literally drink. And they have, like, a... You can watch that. And they have, like, a, a little... Secret word. So every time they say that word, everyone at home is supposed to drink along with them. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, you can try it sometime. Yeah, I will. yeah, do it. Other than that, I'll have to, I'll have to come up with some more recommendations down the road. Okay, do you guys want to play Who's the Nerd? Uh, sure. All right, Who's I, the I Nerd play. is a game that we stole uh, from Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Rosillo on ESPN Radio. Trademark, um, but whatever. What are they going to do about it? Come over here and yell at us. I hope they do. I think if I think if S V P was standing in here, his head would be brushing the ceiling. He's got an odd shaped head, it looks just like my son's. He's real tall. My son is three and months. And as a short person, it makes me sad. Alright. I've got I've got some questions. We're gonna just we can round table it, but I'm gonna start because I'm excited. Go. Fire. Eric LeJune. Yes. Most movies you've watched in a single day. Uh I think three. And, Maybe four. And tell me about the A V Club. Oh it's It's just a website. They do a lot of pop culture culture stuff, and I read it all the time. It's probably my favorite site. True or false, you have tried to use the Force in your adult life? True. Absolutely true. (laughs) Fair enough. I can't blame you for that one. (laughs) That's what I wanted to ask most. Eric, do you own the Lord of the Rings entire trilogy set? I do not. Shoot. <laughs> that really threw you crazy. You weren't expecting that answer, were you? That, I feel like that really broke down where you were no, going. Was, I, was thinking, I was thinking about Lord of the Rings, and I also wanted to ask about Game of Thrones, but I forgot what I wanted to ask you about that. Um, true or false, Eric? You have done homework for a pretty girl. False. Oh, that's true for me. What about uh, are you going to throw in any Harry Potter related questions? I feel like that, that can judge some nerdism there. Well, I don't, I don't think Eric does a whole lot of Harry Potter, but I don't know. I'm not into the Harry Potter. Hmm. Um, so I've got two more, Eric, for you. Okay. Um, I thought you'd done homework for a pretty girl before. The last time you bought new clothes was when? Oh, my God. Oh. Just like a for yourself? You, like that you bought clothes for yourself? Yeah, he, okay. you got clothes. Probably a few years. And was your mother there? No, she Oh, that ruins it! <laughs> I thought I thought for sure you did some mom shopping. It happens. Believe me, it does happen. And I'm finally, what instrument did you play in high school? I played the tuba. Yes, Perfect. That's nerd qualifying. So, how do you, so is there like a formula you use to like come up with a a number out of a hundred? No, I think I think that we're just gonna. Uh, are you the judge here? No, because you're gonna ask me nerd questions too, okay. and then I just think we'll, whoever has the most stellar performance. Okay, we'll vote. We can just vote. Okay. Eric did pretty well. Okay. Uh, oh, no, I'm not done with you. Oh, no. What was the name of your college capstone or final class? Or did you not have a capstone? I did not have a capstone, but I did write a final paper on SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial nice. Intelligence. Okay. That's pretty good. And what was your ending GPA in college? I think it was three, three. All right, that's not that nerdy. That's pretty good. But not...
1: Not in so Yeah, yeah. I, like a, I was like, looking for like a four. Hour. It's like
0: a ninety mile an hour fastball. Eric, you didn't you didn't dork out as much as I thought you would. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> I own two out of three Lord of the Rings. Okay. All right. <laughs> Not the full three. Get you though. some geek points for that. Okay. Ben Sherman, I'm ready. I'm excited. Right. I want to win. All right. Longest stretch without showering. Cool. is that a real question? Yes. I'd have to guess because I I stop counting usually after a few. I would have to say maybe 10 days. Okay, that's that's nerd book Substantial. Yeah. Yeah. That's substantial. It's mostly like during outdoor times. You could almost scrape scent off of you at that point. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, especially when we were living up up in the woods, I'd just go off in the woods for a while and be dirty. Most consecutive sports centers you've ever watched where it's, you know, the same sports center? Three. That's a (laughs) lot. That's (laughs) definitely more than that. (laughs) Okay, maybe four. Okay. Four. We'll call it four. How many Vikings quarterbacks have you gotten unrealistically excited about? Oh jeez. Um can I just start naming them? Yeah. Joe Webb. Boom. Christian Ponder. Two. Uh Cutting No, because he kinda of produced. I wouldn't say that's unrealistic. What about Dante? Uh no, Dante also produced. I feel like that was fair. Um what what about Donovan McNabb? Yep. Brett Favre the second time. Yep. Um Spurgeon win, probably, at some point. You were like, hey. Hey, Spurgeon. Did you see it? he kind win. of a tight spiral. Yeah, I like that. Gus Ferrat? No, oh, Gus Ferrat, uh, yeah. Um, probably <laughs> most of them. Brad Johnson? No, I never got through. He's just too vanilla. Yeah, he kept you steady. Yeah. Last time you cried over a sporting event, good or bad? If ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd have to say... Ooh, this, is, this is getting pretty personal. Um... Two thousand nine, the Vikings <laughs> lost to the uh, Saints in the NFC Championship. There was... By the by the end of that game, I was I was whiskied hard. And I, I I'd say it was possible <laughs> that it happened. Well I would I would assume you didn't do a sober cry just sitting there. I <laughs> might have. I going to cried either way on that Have you ever played a Facebook game like Farmville? I have not. Okay, thank God. I don't know what those are. I don't either. But I keep getting like requests. Um Have you ever purposely played a song when you were in a self-piteous mood that you knew would induce crying? No. I haven't. (laughs) No? No. Why would I want to... Usually when I'm sad, I try and get happy. Maybe sometimes you want to get deeper in the hole and just feel your emotions out. Yeah, That usually just turns to rage for me. Okay. Um, Those are all the nerd questions I have for you two. Well, let me just give you some more. I do own all three Lord of the Rings movies. Okay. I own all seven Harry Potter movies. Okay. I've read almost all of the printed Game of Thrones books. Yeah. That's all I got. There. Well, I think right now you're winning. Uh, oh, not nerd... Well, not nerd-related. How many times has a relative of yours died fictitiously? It's <laughs> <as laughs> throwing a, me under the bus. As an excuse to get out of uh, something. Died? Never. Okay. Because I feel like that's just bad luck. Okay. But had some kind of serious... Sickness? Like lupus? <laughs> Never lupus. I don't even think lupus. Is it sick. lupus? <laughs> oh, God. It's not lupus. Uh, I don't know. Sicknesses? Yeah. A dozen. Okay. <laughs> just Maybe a baker's a dozen. Yeah. A baker's dozen. <laughs> All right. I have some questions for you. Okay. Adam, who did you think was going to be the biggest nerd coming into this? Myself. Okay. Or, or you? Eric. Okay. I like that answer. That's, I rank, that's a high I, answer. I ranked me, Eric, then Ben. But right now, Ben's winning. I think I love a secret life, but I don't think I ask the best questions, so we'll see. Okay, a lot to be determined. Adam, what was the final score of Super Bowl Thirty uh, Nine? Well, I need to know the combatants. If you get the combatants, you get more points. More geek points. I just don't know it by right. which Super Bowl is which, so you can give me the year. Give me, give me the year. I don't know the year, but it's Pats Eagles. Patriots Eagles was that twenty four to twenty one? Who won? Patriots. Yes, correct. Ben. Yes. Which story happened first, Star Wars or Star Trek? Which story happened first? Correct. I might have to give that to Star Trek. Wrong. Really, Star Wars. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, like, wait, which series? I guess I didn't understand the question. Okay. I'm sorry. But Star Wars happened before Star Trek. Oh, like the the timeline of the story itself? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. Give me some yeah. weird Super Bowl. I'll name some stuff for you. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Literally. Yeah. Name a Super Bowl. Name a Super Bowl matchup, and I can probably tell you the score. I can't. In recent memory. Packers, Patriots. Packers, Patriots. 35 21. Packed. Nice. It's really weird now. Oh. Rip hard with the helmet off. Ben, what yes. do you do if you have socks with a hole in them? What do I do? Yes. Position the hole so it's right on the pad of my foot. And my toes don't poke through. Okay. How long until you throw it out? How big does it all have to be? Uh, I usually don't throw them out. My girlfriend throws them out for me. Oh. Perfect. She decides when the socks have seen enough. Usually, I hide them sometimes. But yeah, that is high not, nerd points right there. Besides. <laughs> Adam, what do any of the letters in E equals MC squared stand for? Energy. Correct. Equals mass Correct. times acceleration? No. Two out of 3 C. see. Let's see. C is the constant speed of light. Okay. Okay. N- N- I was close. Squared. N- squared. Yeah. Uh, Adam, what word do the characters in Battlestar Galactic use instead of dropping F-bombs? No idea. Is it frag? It is frack. Frack. I know. That's, That's close. That's winning. That's blowing us out. Uh, ben. Frack. How many- you motherfracker. How much time do you spend in front of a computer per day? Uh. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, God. On a day like today, let's be honest. Let's call it what it is. Uh. 8 to 10 hours. Oh, boy. That's higher than I thought. Well, I mean. Yeah. No, that's fair. I mean, Does my sometimes. Po- Does my phone count? <laughs> phone doesn't count? I'll say it does not count. Okay, uh five on average, probably okay. five a day. All right, all right, that's fair. Some days are eight. If you could have a superpower, which one would you pick? Me?
1: Yeah.
0: It's tough. What does one value? Uh, invisibility. Uh, Adam, what does your f- typical Friday night consist of? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Probably, you know, what any average 26-year-old married guy with an infant's doing. uh, mm, I don't even think that's fair. Probably watching what's on TV on Friday. Probably catching up on whatever uh, the wife and I didn't watch. Maybe some Homeland uh, on demand. Probably some video games. Uh, Diaper changing. Feeding the baby. And then probably bed by like ten o'clock, and that's might be stretching it. Good. Sometimes I'm in bed by nine. Okay, that's that's fair. Oh. Nerd points, baby nerd, middle points. Really? You got father duties. Yeah, that's true. that takes away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ben, mm. how, how much do you play video games? None. None. I don't play any video games. Wow. Unless, well, I, I take it back. Sometimes like, if I could bike over, and you were like, "Hey, let's play Madden." I'd I'd probably beat you once, twice, and then. <laughs> Adam, the show Firefly combines science fiction with what other genre? Uh, science with like another common genre. Yes, science fiction, comedy, dramedy. Not what I was looking for. Okay, like another main kind of like science fiction mixed with Christianity. No, <laughs> I'm, the correct answer is Western. Ooh, um, sci-fi Western. That sounds kind of nice. Like aliens and cowboys. Kind of yes. Okay. Uh, le- this is the last question I have, Ben. When you were in college, did you sit towards the front, the middle, or the back? Ooh. Um, I well, mostly the back. I didn't go real often to be honest. That's true. I lived with them. Yeah, I didn't, did I, not go. I didn't. I didn't like to go much. Wasn't that an attendance guy. No. I'm big picture. Yeah. If I get a, you know, I can squeeze out a B minus, I won't show up. That but, is low nerd points. Low. Bill, so how are we doing? What are the standings? Well, Ben has to fire back with some nerd okay. questions. Do you want to take a break? No, I, I, I just have some curiosity questions. Okay. And I'm going to, this is going to speak volumes I feel about both of you. Okay? If you were in your house, respectively, for a full day, you knew no one was going to come over, You didn't have anything to do. You didn't have any kids to watch. What would you do all day? I mean, realistically, like, just knowing yourself, what do you think you would do? Not like, what would you like to do? What do you see yourself doing? What's actually going to happen? Yeah, what's really going to happen? Lots of video games. Yeah. Pretty much nothing else. Yeah. Watching TV. Eat eat some food? Yeah. Do do you shower? No. Do you wear the same thing that you wore to bed the night before the whole day? I probably don't wear clothes if it's you know, if it's nice enough, I'm probably walking around naked or just in my underwear. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Eric? Uh, lots of video games and lots of time probably working on this website. Yeah? Yeah, I'd probably do some writing in there. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Uh Last book that you read? I don't read. <laughs> I read The Art of Fielding, which is sort of baseball related. It's pretty good. i going to give you some nerd points on that. You read a book about fielding. Yep. That's, That's true. boring. <laughs> when was the last time you went to a museum or learning-based thing for fun? Last thing I can remember off the tip-top is Chicago. Went to the Shedd Aquarium, and then we also went to wherever Sue, the big T-Rex dinosaur is, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty cool. Um, other than that, I can't remember. Eric? Uh, probably last summer when I was traveling around. Okay. Did your tour of the country mm-hmm. cross-country tour makes sense? And when you go on vacation, is the historical significance of the sites that are around you important to you? No, I prefer tropical over like Europe. And mm-hmm. I think that answers that question. I want to be like just laying somewhere, Probably, sunning. Yeah, not even. I don't sun very well, so I just want to. I w- actually, I'd rather go to Italy. Okay, even though there's cool sites there, I'm just there for the food. Okay, air. Well, it matters to me. Okay. Would you would you like download the History Channel app on your phone to see like this is what happened right where I'm standing? I would not. Okay. He's probably reading the Traveler's Guide book. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I picture my Eric. You picture Eric reading the the Fromers. Yeah. 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 I think that's pretty much all I got. Favorite right. oh favorite magazine favorite favorite you know <clears throat> periodical. Yeah. Mm. I'm gonna to have to say Sports Illustrated. Actually I like the sporting news better. I'll say the Sporting News, okay? I haven't read magazines in a while, but I did like ESPN the magazine when I used to read it. I don't think we've accumulated enough nerd points. We're gonna to have to play another another round of who's the nerd at some point. Let's just keep this fresh. Keep it in your mind. Okay. I don't know. What else do you do? Well Who's going- leading right now is what I want to know. We're gonna tally some scores, think of some more Cogent, and poignant nerd questions. Cogent. And we'll be right back. Okay, so... First installment of Who's the Nerd went pretty well, but yeah. no one accumulated too many nerd points, so we're going to say we're all tied right now. Okay. And we came up with the 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 one deciding question for each, and then we'll vote on who's the biggest nerd. Uh, so who wants to answer first? I vote Eric. Eric has to answer first. Okay, Eric, explain in detail what the Drake equation is. The Drake equation is an equation that Tells you how many, like, it's what's the possibility for extraterrestrial life. Like, you start, how many stars are there? That's the first variable. Next is how many, like, planetary systems develop around each star? That's the variable. How many of those planets, how many of those systems have planets? Variable. How many of those planets are suitable for life? Variable. And how, like, um. How how does life develop? Like, how easy is that? Like, and what is the ultimate outcome of the Drake Equation? This, how many civilizations are out there? How many? Oh, but also, um, there it goes further than that. Like, what's life? Then what is intelligent life? And then how many are willing to communicate? That's the big thing. Do they have a number on it? No, it's all those variables change greatly, no matter who you ask. Okay. Okay, so it's ongoing. Yeah, Solid third points for that, though. Thank you. Um, I'll go next. Uh, how many fantasy football waiver wire acquisitions did you make over the past week? Just <laughs> <laughs> dropping people count? That is a transaction. Yes. Okay, Second. so Cambrell Tompkins left. Um, he left your team? Yeah, he's okay. gone. LeGarrette blunt left. Um, what are you doing with these guys? Hey, I thought I was a touchdown machine. Is like this like a 12 person lead? No. <laughs> Fred Jackson came aboard. Yeah. Uh, well that's one that's one and a half moves right there. Okay. And then let's see. Somebody else came aboard. Um. Fred Jackson came aboard. I picked up a receiver. Um don't get me onto my lineup because then I'll start tinkering. I'm trying to think. At least I dropped three guys and brought three more in new, and no one else in the league did anything. And that's always the case. Okay. Three? Yeah. Alright. That's that's pretty low. Well, I mean I, mean, I, would I was say thinking like eight or nine. My, my lineup's not bad enough yet. When I was like 0-6 last mm-hmm. year. Yep. There was a lot. There was like seven acquisitions a day. I was doing stuff. Making moves. Yeah. I don't blame you. Ben Sherman. Mm-hmm. Question one. And then I'm gonna have a one A. Okay. What is your favorite genre for your novel? It's gotta be yeah, fantasy. Okay. Rank these fantasy novels, series or books, but mostly series. Yeah. In order of how much you like them. Okay. Or just give me the top. Ooh, that's gonna be you never. Oh, just okay. give me the top. It's gonna be really hard. We've got Game of Thrones. Okay. The Hobbit. Okay. Lord of the Rings series. Right. Harry Potter. In Chronicles of Narnia. Wait, so we got to put The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings all together. Okay. Because that's one long storyline. Okay. Not to go too stick on you. Right. But, Combine those. Uh, that's really hard. Um, I'd have to go... I'd have to put, like... Hmm, I'd have to go, like, like you said, 1 and 1A. One kind of two of them that could both either be the best. And that would be, you know, The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and and Game of Thrones. Okay. And what is your favorite moment so far in the Game of Thrones novels? Oh, I can't tell you. Can't too much? Oh, you're you're too far ahead? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I don't want to ruin it for people. Okay. Plenty of nerd points to go around. Ben, you get to vote first, and we're going to vote just on the last question, I guess. Okay. Who's the nerd? Just based on the last question? Yeah. I have to go with Eric. Eric. Eric, who's the nerd? Eric is the nerd. I'm going to make it three for three. Yeah, <laughs> Eric's the nerd. I almost gave it to Ben. Clean sweep. Uh, because when you said that you really liked like fantasy sci-fi, <laughs> <laughs> that got me. Um, yeah. my, I think my fantasy football thing is more just pathetic than anything. Well, we won't. We won't. No judging. Yeah, okay. I'm, not, I'm not here to judge. Okay, I'll judge myself. It's kind of pathetic. Okay. Um, Your words, not mine. Yeah. Could be yours. Put them right in my head with your fantasies. With my dirty look, yeah, with <laughs> your fantasies. <laughs> okay, so, so leave the moles alone. That's a dream of mine, and it's never going to die. That's our test run. <laughs> Who's the nerd? Uh, probably by next time that we do the podcast, we might own a moles franchise, an underground <laughs> football team. <laughs> I got to scrape together some money. Uh, I don't have anything else, but right now we've got Eric leading in the nerd category. Uh, we're going to be back next Tuesday. We're going to mm-hmm. recap weekend of college and pro football, maybe some NBA talk, we've got our preview up on the blog, Ben, anything itching or burning besides uh, things that we can't talk about on the podcast? No, I'm not on penicillin for anything. Okay. Neither am I. Eric, anything final to add? I've got nothing. Okay. Well, it's about an hour and a half podcast. Glad that you stuck with it. Maybe we'll break it into a two-part mega deal. If you've gotten to this point, point, you and you can prove that you've gotten to this point, we'll send you a Kit Kat in the mail. Yeah. Nothing like a male Kit Kat. Yeah, it's probably melted, but who cares? Break me off a piece of that podcast. Tootsie <laughs> Roll.
1: <laughs> all right,
0: so Eric's the Nerd. The podcast is just about wrapped up. Thanks all for joining us. The Day in Sports, T-D-I-S underscore Humblebrag. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. Thanks for joining us. My nerds. <laughs>